This is the podcast on creativity and execution. I hope you enjoy. Spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows. You don't need this right here, I promise you. You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around and pull it down. Hey guys, this is Joe. Here's a quick little intro on what you're about to hear. Johnny got invited by one of our friends who's a teacher at Crash for the Nations, uh, the class. He teaches a class called Leadership Development. Um, so he asked Johnny to come in, talk about culture, and Johnny kills it. It's really good, talks about core values, talks about how important those are and how vital it is to know what your core values are so you can create culture within your team, within your friends, and throughout your whole life, basically. It's really good. Uh, I hope you enjoy. We good? Is this second class or is this third class? Have you guys had break yet? Second class? So we, we haven't had coffee yet, right? So we're a little kind of, you have coffee back there? Nice. Um, well, honestly, thank you, Aaron, for, for having me come and share. Um, super excited about being here with you guys. Um, I'm actually a graduate of CFNI, graduated about six years ago or so. Um, and so I love CFNI, love, love, love CFNI. CFNI changed my life. Uh, for the better, I learned a ton here, and so um, I was in your su- in your seat, not this room, because this room I don't think was here back then. I think it's probably the coolest room I've been at in CFNI. Like, I think this whole thing is cool. Um, certainly, I'm excited. I've got Sarah, which is my wife, and she's also a graduate of CFNI. She's amazing. Um, we've got Aniola. You guys know Aniola. She's seeing. She's part of Upper Room as well. Um, she's a graduate of CFNI. And we've got Joe Awesome, which is amazing. Um, Joe Awesome is lead social media content creator for us at Upper Room. Um, and so that's a squad as well as Matthew over here. And Matthew is also a graduate of CFNI. Some of you guys probably know him because he was here a couple years ago. I think you, I've seen you before. Yeah, See, yeah you guys know each other. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm super, super excited to be here. So we have about 45 minutes and my goal is to talk about culture and then for you guys to walk away feeling like either one, um, culture is really important, so I'm going to start thinking about culture as a leader, or two, I already know culture is really important, and so two, I'm going to really start thinking how I can implement culture and see areas that have not implemented culture and why those things would help me. Because I think culture is really, 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 really important. Um, show of hands, who is in a position of leadership right now? Leadership anywhere. It could be at Starbucks. It could be at a youth group. It could be at your church. It could be as a worship team. Um, lift up your hands. Cool. So that's over, really over like half of the room in a position of leadership. Um, what's up, bro? What here? What, what we'll do is so I'm going to go through culture. At the end, we're going to do some discussion, um, more like Q and A. We'll have some questions, answers, and really dive in. Because if I talk for 30 minutes and you guys are still kind of scratching your head about what we mean, um, then it's really no use. And I really want to provide you guys as much, much, much value as possible. Is that good? So one, if you guys have a question as we're talking, literally just raise your hand or just shout it out. Um, I'll have the same thing with Sarah, Aniola, Joe, anybody that has like anything else to add. Because this whole hour is about you guys and you guys walking out here learning, right? So if I get out of the way, that's cool. If they jump in, that's cool too. Is that good? Um, so when it comes to culture, like I want to hear from you guys, what, 
What do you guys think? I know that Aaron taught on Tuesday. So tell me some words that you guys think when you, when you think of culture. Like what comes to mind? What is it? Beliefs. Beliefs. Okay. Anybody else? Attitudes. Say that? Attitudes. Attitude? Like attitudes. Like, okay. Behavior? Anybody else? The vibe. The vibe. I like that one. For, it's for sure the vibe. So you said beliefs, attitude, the vibe. Anybody else over here? So that? Unique characteristics. Yes, unique Yeah, totally. Um, that's true. Anybody else? There's no wrong answer, really. I mean, what is culture? I, I mean, if you'd ask me what culture, it's such a broad word that I can also say hip-hop. Hip-hop is culture, right? Like, we've got worship culture. We've got prayer culture. Um, we've got, like, like supreme like hype beast culture right and then we also have culture like you guys said attitude it's belief which is the one that we're talking a lot about here in this in this room um but i always think about that like when we talk about culture why is it that immediately outside of this class if we say culture people for the most part especially in like their 17 to 25 year olds they're probably going to think hip-hop music supreme hype beast shoes instagram right like those are those are words that that come to mind which are great and and there's a reason why people that age are thinking about words like that and are not thinking um beliefs or attitudes and so i want to dive into that a little bit um so i'm i'm a part of the upper room like aaron said and a big 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 cultural word for us is prayer prayer and worship and you guys probably know that yeah um if you guys have been around the upper room you guys know that we talk about prayer all the time. Um, and so I think when, when people think of the upper room now, uh, they're probably going to think worship or they're going to think prayer. And for us, it's pretty related, right? It's worship and, and prayer. Um, but there's a reason how that has come about. There's a ton of other churches around the country and around the world that do prayer and worship. But I think there's a reason why upper room is so stamped on prayer and worship in that that kind of worship that upper room does whether it's like spontaneous or uh what would you describe it Aniela? Relational. relational that's great um and, and i'm using upper room as an example because there's i think a lot of us or whoever knows of upper room could relate and they think about that culture that upper room has created right um and so one that's not unintentional can you guys say intentional intentional so the first thing is that culture really really is intentional like culture isn't it doesn't just happen and and if it does just happen then it's probably the culture that you don't want to build right and and I think that's really important for a lot of people in this room um, especially as leaders you guys are already creating a culture. And if you don't know that you're creating a culture, then like I said, you're probably creating either the wrong culture or you feel really confident about the culture that you're creating. Um, but I wanna even dive into that. Because I, I really, really believe that as a leader, you reproduce after your own self. Have you guys noticed that? Anybody in the room as a leader that can stand up and, and or at least just shout out, like I've, I've noticed that in the room. Um, I know I have for myself. You, you're shaking your hand saying yes. What do you lead? Uh, the youth pastor. Okay, you're the youth pastor. So how's your core team? Uh, they're awesome. Yeah. 
Are they, I mean, tell me about them. Like, what are they like? Um, so I have, like, one who's the realist. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So like if I walk into your team meetings, what's it like? Um, we're also from there, we're spitballing. Um, we're growing from each other's ideas. Yeah. You've had them for a while? About a year now. Oh really? Yeah. Well that's good. Um, well so as a leader, like you what I've noticed is that you reproduce after your own self. Mm -hmm. And so stepping into the upper room it was about four years ago, three, four years ago or so. Um, there's really no, there was no creative media team. There's, um, Jocelyn was already working there. There was Olsen. There was Matt Fish. Um, but, but the one thing that was missing was a culture. There was no sort of like glue. And a lot of people said it, whether it's a vibe, it's an attitude, there's beliefs. But there's really no glue, which is what I consider culture to be bringing those three, four people together. So there was like the audio department doing their thing. There's a video department doing their thing. There's a social media team doing their own thing. Um, and so there's really nothing kind of putting us all together. Um, and so what I came in, the first thing that I intended to do is create a culture. Um, because I really, really believe that culture is everything when it comes to team. Um, because we can have, we can have a really big team but a really big team without a strong culture really will die and I've, I've, I've noticed that like whether it's a youth group um, that has a really strong team of 10 but if I walk in and 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 I see the core group of 10 people and they all sound different look different taste different smell different say different and it's all just scattered I think from the outside coming in I look at that and like like I look at it and I'm saying like, what am, I, what am I signing up to? Like, what is this place? So it looks scattered, right? Like it just looks scattered. Have you guys ever walked into a place like that? Yeah. To a core team or uh, whether it's a church or it's a youth group or it's a worship team, you walk in. So I've been a part of a lot of worship teams in the past. I did drums in the past. And anytime I walked in to play, because I'm a drummer for a leader, I walked in and like the guitar player's doing something and the bass player's doing something else and the keys players doing something else and the leaders doing something else and i'm like so what are we doing here like what are we trying to sound like are we trying to sound like bethel or a broom or jesus culture or planet shakers or a, like what's what's the vibe right like what are we going after and if a leader doesn't step up and say hey this is how we're sounding like this is how we're talking this is you know these are the songs that we're singing this is why we're doing it like if a leader doesn't come and do those things then people are scattered and how many people have heard, without vision, people perish. perish, right? And so as a leader, your job is to create vision um, or have vision, but as your job is to actually, so if you know vision, is to create language for that vision. Because you may know the vision, but if people don't know the vision, then they're scattered and they probably will perish. And that probably shows up in having a really quick or fast turnover in your core group of people. Does that make sense? Um, okay, so I have some definitions about culture that I really like. Um, so one, one definition is culture is a word um, for the way of life of groups of people, meaning the way people do things. So it's a word for the way of life. Like way of life is culture. Uh, another one, culture is a particular set of customs, morals, codes, and traditions which is, I think, what you said, vibe. I think that, that hits it. 
Um, this one I especially like. Culture encompasses religion, food, what we wear, how we wear, our language, marriage, music, what we believe is right and wrong, how we sit at the table, how we greet visitors, how we behave with loved ones, and a million other things. All those things are culture. Yeah? Um, the world, okay, so this, this one's crazy. The word culture derives from the Latin word colere. So it's C-O-L-E-R-E. It sounds like correle, like run, but it's colere, which, is, which it means to tend to earth. So it's to tend to the earth and grow or cultivate and nurture. So it's actually related to actively fostering growth. Culture is. How do you spell that? Correle. Yeah, so it's C-O-R-E. Correle, you know that, uh, isn't that a word in Spanish? Coler, sorry, that's that's one. It's this one. Colere, like that. E like that. Colere. So, but, but, and what it means it's it's to to tend to the earth and grow, to cultivate, to nurture, and it's related to actively fostering growth. So, raise your hands. Like, who wants growth in your team, in your youth group? in your, uh, whatever, whatever you're leading. I think this is youth and leadership. But, but growth is directly related to the culture that you create in your team. So I think it's really important, right? Like culture, uh, because it's actively fostering growth. Yeah? And so, um, I, I, I want to get into here in a little bit. I want to get into like how we actually like cultivate um, culture and how we create it and, and what we do. I know that Aaron talked about that on Tuesday, um, but I feel like we still need to like dive into culture, like why it's important, because I feel like there's still some people are like, oh, like culture's cool, but that's probably the last thing on my list, right? Does anyone relate to that? Like, oh, it's important, but like, how do I go about that? You do. Why is that? I mean, I'm not really in a position where I'm like, I don't want to cultivate culture in any area. Do you have a group of friends? Yeah. What's it like? Yeah? How many people are in your friend group? I mean, I have different friend groups. I don't think I have, like, one specific You don't have, like, a core group of people? Yeah, I mean, probably, like, four. Yeah. Which is, and here's the thing, like, I, I heard this the other day, like, leaders, um, I, I truly believe that everybody is a leader, right? I, I believe that everybody is a leader. That's why I ask you that. Like, it could be in your friend group, but it doesn't have to be in a youth group. I think that at this age, I'm 29, um, and so I'm stepping into a place of leadership that was greater than when I was 25 and when I was 21, and it looks like leadership. But at 21, I was leading as well, like whether it was leading my friends, um, and not, hey, I'm the leader of this group, but that's just something that I did at 21 or at 23 or at 25. Um, and so I think that like as, as people in this, in this class, as a leader, I think it's really important to uh, still think about culture and what it is that you're creating after yourself. Um, because there's something about there's something about cliques or groups of people that hang out and do one thing that's really attractive. Yeah? Whether you like it or not, like we said, like Supreme Hypebeast and all that stuff, like there's something about a group of people that sound one way, look one way, feel one way, taste one way that people kind of want to be around it. I think it's kind of what we saw 
you know, when Jesus and his 12 disciples, like it was Jesus and his 12, and they were doing one thing. He said, come follow me. We're going to do this thing. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people attracted to that, right? There was, there was an attraction. He obviously lived with them. He did everything with them. And, and so if I'm looking at like, if, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at like Jesus and 12 doing the same thing, eating dinner, eating, right? Like, like supper, eating their whole thing, uh, going up prayer, going to the river, going to the lake, doing all that stuff. Like there's something that's really, really attractive about a group of people coming together and doing one thing. Regardless of what that is, like whether it's prayer, it's worship, or it's youth, or, uh, or it's media for us. But as a leader, I think it's really, really important to want to know that and to really start thinking about culture in this way. Because Jesus created a culture. You know, whether we see it's a kingdom culture, for sure, but he created a culture within that kingdom culture that was his 12 culture. And what was that like? I think a lot of people could probably say, like, whether that was having dinner around the table. I think that's a huge part of culture. Like, that was a huge part of what Jesus did in his leadership that said, you know what? Eating around the table is really important for me as a leader, and I want it to be really important for you. Does that make sense? So they did that, but that was a direct representation of what Jesus believed to be a core value as a leader, getting around the table. I know Aniola loves, loves, loves the table, um, but how, I'll ask you, Aniola, like how, how has gotten around, like getting around the table created culture for the 12? Yeah, so for me, um, I'll answer your question by like making this statement. I think, like as you're talking, I'm like, well, it's the difference between default or intention. Yeah. So if, if something's default, so if I have a garden and I let my garden grow by default, then it's going to be a bunch of weeds. I'm so not good. Be able to walk through it. Right? There's probably going to be thorns, little animals in there. Bugs, yeah. You know all that stuff. And if it's intentional, though, it might still be wild, but I'll be able to move through it. So good. It'll be really beautiful. Yeah. Um, there'll be things in it that, and the the point of culture is impact. Like, I, in my mind, it's you know I I could be like, oh, I don't care about impact. But yeah. I definitely care about impact. Yeah, everybody does. And so, like, culture is about impact. And I know for me, like, being consistent with, at least with my friend group, like, as we, as we grew, as we've grown, yeah. we all were aware that the, the default of a friend group is that at some point there's this really rich time of being friends, being young, doing crazy things. And then everyone kind of grows and grows out and goes yeah. And so then the tether, the connection is like a distant memory. Yeah. But then it's not, no one is like, no one's around anymore and it's just imagination. Yeah. But when you build a culture around being around the table, you're being intentional with a rhythm, which yeah. is what Jesus did. And you're saying the kind of life we want to live, the way yeah. life we want, is we value this, we value that, we value this, we value FaceTime with each other over food across the table from each other. Is it 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes? And so yeah. I think that's the, that's the gravity. And you've seen that. fruit from that. 100%. Yeah. still friends with people. Is it costly? It's, it costs everything. Yeah. Like, creating culture, being a leader costs everything. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you decide at some point that it's not about you anymore. Jesus, like, yeah. he came on earth, it cost him everything. Yeah. And then 
Yeah. Like, and so if you want to leave, you have to be down to yeah. pay. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I love that gathering around the table is a part of your culture's core values, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, so I have, I have four things. If you're writing down any notes, this will be good to write. Um, I have four things that culture actively does. Can you guys say actively? Actively. So it, it intentionally, actively does. Um, so the, the first thing is that culture attracts. Now, I, I, I talked about that a little bit. Um, so culture, like I said, culture has a way of attracting people. As a way of attracting uh, that, that youth leader that you're looking for or that worship leader that you're looking for or that friend that you're looking for, um, probably better than anything I know. Like culture really, really attracts humans. And at the end of the day, especially in a youth group, um, we need people to accomplish what we're doing because who knows, like we can't do anything alone. You can't do anything alone, especially now. Like you need people to accomplish the things that you're wanting to accomplish, especially if you want to do big things and excellent things. Because I, I don't believe in you know like the 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 jack of all trades. I think that you really really need people. I loved how you said you know I've got someone that's a you just described different personalities that were different than you. Um, and and that's great. So like culture attracts, and culture will attract the right kind of people. Um, because if culture is strong, then culture will attract like-minded people, people that are attracted to the thing that you've created. Yeah. And so that's why, in my opinion, even then, it's like culture is really important. Create it really strongly, and it's almost like a it's almost like a shining light on a hill, like that city on a hill. You look at it and you say, Oh, I know what they're like. I know what they sound like. I know what they like. I know what they do, I know how to come in, um, and that's culture. So culture really attracts. Does that make sense? Anybody have questions there? No? Okay. And then second thing that culture does is uh, culture, so the, it attracts, and then second thing is culture onboards people well. Onboard. And so once they're attracted, they come in and they knock at your door and say, what's your name? James. James. Man, I really, really, really love what you're doing. Like, how can I be a part? And what culture does is it onboards that human being really well because when they're asking that, they already know what they're coming into, right? I think whether it's they know how to dress or they know what music to listen to or what music not to listen to. Like, there are a lot of things that you don't have to specifically say but because of culture, culture will communicate. Because culture is active. And so the stronger culture you create, the stronger onboarding you can uh, bring people onto your team. And especially your core team. So when that next person comes and says, James, like, man, I love what you're doing. There's two different scenarios that can happen. James, I really, really want to be a part of your team, but tell me like what you believe in tell me how we're going to do it, right? Like, and go through a list of questions, or they can just come in and say, James, I love what you've done because I've seen it, and I want to be a part of that. And then they just submit underneath that thing. Yeah? So culture onboards really well. Uh, the third thing is that culture scales or grows your team. 
So from attraction, it onboards, it scales, slash it grows your team. Culture, you can smell it. You really can. Like you can smell it, you can see it from far, like I said, like that city on a hill. And so the, the stronger the culture, like people will just start smelling it, they'll be attracted to it, they'll onboard to it, and before you know it, you'll have a lot of people a part of your culture. And so culture really, really helps grow your team. I've, I've seen it happen um, in the teams that we've led. I've seen people come, be attracted, be onboarded. And then after I, like, I look back and I'm like, man, that core team that we had that was 3-4 is now 12, is now 20, is now 40, is now 50, is now maybe even more than that. Um, but it really started with the culture. And, and it's like a, like, a, like a core, it's like a, it's a core thing culture is, and then it just gets spread and spread and spread. Because if you don't have a culture, then if you're growing, you can still grow without a culture, but if you, if you don't have a culture, you're growing in a way that you probably don't want to grow. Like you're probably going to start walking in, and you're going to start seeing things that you may not like, you're going to start smelling things you may not like, but the stronger the culture, the stronger the people in that team will be. Yeah? So that's, uh, that's scaling, growing. Um, and then the fourth thing that culture does, and we've seen it happen a ton, is culture brings unity. Like there's, there's, a, there's a oneness to culture um, that brings unity. And something we say at the Upper Room a lot is, is fuel, which is faith, unity, um, counter liberty. But it takes unity, like John 17, it takes unity. Uh, really one, I believe, to please the heart of the Lord. Like when we're in unity, when we're together, there's something special there. The Lord's there. Um, but when we're in unity, we can talk the same, we can smell the same, we can look the same. And I think that's really, really important, to be in unity. Like, like a, an example for us when it comes to unity, and this isn't necessarily just unity in heart. This is also unity in how we do things. Like, this is my brother Matthew, and we've created a culture in camera world, in social media world, uh, in, in, writing, like, content creating, media creative world, then when people come on, there's already an understanding of how we film, what we don't film, what we do film, how we edit, how we post, how we write a caption, right? Like, there's all those things I really don't even have to say it. Like, he's holding, like, he's doing it the right way. And I don't think I've really had a conversation with you today, but, but there's, there's, like, a unity and a submission because of culture. He's, he's picked up on it. Um, obviously, you, you, you worked with us, but he's picked up on it. And, and it goes with every volunteer that we have at the, at the upper room, especially in the creative media world. Like, unity is huge in a team. And so, if you want unity, I think culture is really the way to go. Yeah? Um, so those are the four things. Unity, which is oneness, consistency, repetition, um, all that stuff. Any questions on those four? That's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No? Joe, Sarah, anything? Yeah? Okay. So it was culture attracts, culture onboards, culture scales, and culture brings unity. Um, let me see how much time I have. 10.30. Okay. So... Who, who here knows um, about core values? I know we talked about 
culture, but like core values. Has anyone talked about core values in class? Do you guys create core values? Do you have core values? Yeah, can you guys name some of those? Like, what are core values for you? Whether you individually or at CFNI or at Starbucks, just anywhere. Integrity? Okay, that's a good one. Who else? Break bread. Which means Break bread? So just having meals with people. Like communion? You care about that? Good. Anybody else? Surrender. Surrender? That's a core value? Okay, so one thing that, and we want to do this exercise here in a little bit. Um, so if we look at culture and we say, okay, I get it, Johnny, culture is really important. How do I create culture? How do I develop, execute culture? Kind of like Aaron said. Um, well, culture, and I heard him say that it takes language, right? You need to, you need to share the same things. Um, and so, but even before we go into like how we create culture, I almost want to step back and say, okay, what are those core values and how do I come up with core values for myself? So that's really what I want to walk, want you guys to walk away with. Like, okay, I, get, I need to create culture, but like, is surrender mine? Like, you may be like, no, surrender's dumb. Like, I don't really want surrender. Or is integrity mine? And hopefully it is, especially at CFNI. But like, but, but, but like, your core values may not be his core values. And that's totally okay, right? Like, I've, one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if I'm going to step on anyone's toes, like, like, as a leader, you set the course for your team, but you're also different. Like, everybody here is unique. And it's really, really important to be authentic to yourself. It's so important. Because one, if you put on, obviously like David, you know, puts on Saul's armor, that's no good, right? Because you, you, can't, you can't do much with it. But if you put on every single morning like a, a leadership robe that's not yours, you may be able to carry it for a day or two or a week or a couple months, but sooner than later, and it will come, you're gonna get real tired. Like you just will get tired. You'll get tired of, of adopting core values from another leader or doing things that other people do. And so don't do that. Yeah, like don't, don't, don't look at other people and say, man, I see how they do it. I want to do it the same. Especially if it's not authentic to you, right? Like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a pep rally kind of leader. Like I'm not going to get in here and like huddle up and get like testosterone going and like, like screaming at the top of my lungs that's just not me right Jocelyn may do that <laughs> Jocelyn's that kind of well, maybe maybe but like Jocelyn's different than, than I am and so for me I've had to learn how I still motivate push inspire my team and I'm not you're not going to see me doing a I don't know if I want to say it like a, a youth pastor type rally pre-service to get everybody pumped and then I walk away and think like, man, that was so stupid. Like, why did I do that? Or that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not me. For me, I'd rather do like, I'd rather build like a really strong core team of four, five to 10 and have individual conversations. How are you doing? I probably know how you're doing before you know how you're doing. For me, because I, I, I feel like I'm better one-on-one and um, I really care. Like, I really care about you. I really care about Joe. And so for me, how to motivate and how to get and be on Joe Awesome's team because he's part of my team is that I just really have to know him and love him. Not, for me, it's not necessarily grabbing a stick and just hitting him with the bat 
and like pep rallying him up. That's just not my type of leadership. But I've recognized that. Yeah? And, and, and there are a lot of people, especially in the church world, I see it all the time, like, you know, like, on the count of three, or, or like, like, hey, this Sunday morning we're going to do... And that, if, here's the thing, if that's you, I love it. There's no diss to it. It's just not me. And so I also want to give you freedom. If that's not you, then it doesn't have to be you. And if, it, and if you looks like hosting dinner on Saturday night, every Saturday night, to break bread with your team and have dinner, whether it's pizza and orange juice or, or wings and Coke on Saturday night, and then there you prep for Sunday morning, then that's great. Like, find out whatever works for you, and then do that. Yeah? Does that make sense? And it may be different for everybody, again. So, um, so knowing your core values, like, I want to find that out. And one thing that I've noticed, and this is the exercise that we're going to do here in a little bit, so I'll need everybody uh, attention, is you come up with the core values according to who you are as a leader. Yeah? And, and according to, so, so here's what we'll do, is according to who you are, so if I'm sitting here and I'm Johnny, and I'm thinking, man, I have no idea what I really care about, then we just write them down. Like, like it's super, super simple, right? Like, it could be really, really simple. But I think, especially at this age, if you guys don't have a strong position of leadership, it's fine. But at least you can start crafting that up right now. And if you already have a, t- like if you already have a team, then you're probably leading, and if you don't know your core values, you're probably leading astray. And, 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 and that's okay. Like, we still have time. We're in class, right? Like, we're in class. It's okay. You're not leading them to death. Like, they're, they're going to be fine. People are going to be fine. Um, but, but one thing I do want to do is, and here in a bit, we'll, we'll get into pairs. And I want to come up with core values for everybody. Like, every single person. So, we'll, we'll get into pairs here in a little bit. And I want you just to ask each other. Either you tell it to the other person. And just literally, it could be through a conversation. It could be in bullet points and just say, hey, like, here's, here are things that I really, really care about. And, and you start writing them down. It could be bullet points. It could be a paragraph. Um, and here, here's an example of that. Uh, Joe, tell me what you care about. Uh, I really care about my core team being happy. Okay. So core team being happy. Something else? Uh, hard work. Hard work. Okay. Is that it? There's probably more, but that's good. Okay, so do you guys hear that? For Joe Awesome, it's his core team, which is another one too. Like, like leadership and team, it, in my opinion, care about your core team first because those core team will care about the other team and the other team will care about the other team. And so there's been times when I've had to go at bat because I care more about my core team than anybody else. But, but, but that's mine, right? Like, if, if that's something you really care about, because that's what Jocelyn really cares about. And so you'll go about. So for him, it's core team being happy, which happy is an important word. Some people hear me and be like, I don't really care if my team's happy. I just want them to work hard. Well, that's the team that you're building, and that's okay. But they're probably not going to be happy, right? <laughs> so don't complain when they're like, man, like, I really don't want to work here anymore. I really don't want to be a part of the team. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not vibing. Or I'm just not happy. Well, it's a direct relation to the design that you created that team to be. Yeah? So for, for Joe, it looks like his core team being happy, uh, hard work, which 
If I'm thinking about that team, it's like, man, I'm really happy, but he's also going to be on me to hard, work really hard. So if I'm in his team and I'm his core, his core team, and one day I'm like, bro, like, this is just hard. Like, you're pushing me too hard. He can say, well, you know that you're signed up to a hard-working team. Like, if you don't want to work hard, then don't be a part of this team. Right? So, so now you've created, like, boundaries and almost... You almost, like... You pick the bananas from the apples. Like, okay, here are these. And there may be a team where people don't want to work hard, so go work over there. But in my team, for me and my house, we're working hard. Yeah? So that's, that's hard work. And then loyalty is really important. So loyalty, right? If, if there's a situation, I bet with Jawson, where he needs to be, some of his teammates need to be loyal to him, or not. I mean, I, I bet that he would overvalue loyalty than a lot of other things. And, and they play hand in hand. Like, I don't think there's really right and wrong. It's not like loyalty over forgiveness. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot there. I, obviously, when it comes to Jesus, like he's the ultimate truth, and, and that's it, right? But, but there's a lot of other things like, like I don't know, uh, maybe, I may not care about loyalty that much. I, I, I don't know. I know Sarah does. Sarah's is like, crazy high. That's probably the most important one, just because I know her. So, anyway, I'm not going to go there. So, that, so, does that make sense? So, these are three really good ones. Um, I'm going to give you a list of, and we've got, we've got a couple more minutes. Um, I'm going to give you a list of some core values that I've read from companies like Google, Apple, Nike, um, that I really, really, really like. So, promoting innovation Promoting innovation. Innovation for me is really, really important. And so for me, promoting innovation brings people that are innovative. And it compels people to be innovative in my team because I promote innovation. You may not, and that's okay. Uh, always celebrate successes. So you guys killed it on a Sunday morning. If you always celebrate successes and that's part of your core values, people will know. And so people will catch on to like, oh, I'm going to succeed because I get celebrated or, or something like that. I know that if I hit a home run, I'm going to go to the bench and there's someone going to be there being like, my goodness, James, you killed it. Here's a, here's a gift card or whatever that may be, right? Like, so that can be part of core values. Um, this is one that I really like. It's best to do one thing well. That's a core value. You can always say that, hey, I know you're trying to do 10 different things. It's best to do one thing well. That way, if you're working with me, you know that. And so as you're working on 10 different things and thinking, man, Johnny's going to be mad because I can't do 10 things, but you have that culture of mine, you know, you have my voice in your, in your head. Oh, no, it's best to do one thing well. So now you, now you know. I'm not going to be mad that you couldn't do 10 things as long as you do one thing really well. Right? Um, that one goes in hand with fast is better than slow. Fast is better than slow. So, fast is better than slow. Hey, I know you want to do one thing really well. Side note, fast is better than slow. So hurry up. You know, and, and that, may, that may feel weird, but maybe some people want to take their time. I don't know. But for me, fast is better than slow. And these are actually not my core values. I just read a bunch from like Google, Apple, Nike. Some of them I really mess with and I really like. Um, there's always more information out there. That's one. 
probably at uh, Google's. Great just isn't good enough. Uh, positivity always wins is a really good one. Innovation, I said that one above. And then exceeding expectations. And these are all pretty like metric based, like how you're doing, how you're performing. There's a lot more like, like, like we said, sitting at the table, you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations. Call me if you ever need me, need anything. Hey, you're more important than what you do. Like, right, there's a lot of those kind of things. And so, um, what it, we, we end at five, right? 10.45? Okay, so what I was gonna do is, we were gonna do some, like an exercise where people get with each other and like talk about these core values. But instead, since we're in class, this could just be homework, yeah? So if you guys should write it down, I, I recommend, the more you put into this, it's really, really gonna help. It can be a list of 10 different things. Like it can be 15 different things. It can be a paragraph that says, here's how I want my team to be. I want them to love coffee, and I want them to love Jesus, and at the same time to love people, and to sell it, right? Like whatever it is, just write that down. And then here's the other thing that I think is going to be really freeing. Like not everybody is going to be, want to be a part of your team. There's, 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 no, there's no perfect team. And there's no perfect like, leader to that team. And so I, I really believe, what's your name? Yasu. Yasu? Yeah. What's up, bro? I really believe like, Yasu is so unique and so different than a lot of us that like, his team is going to be really, really different than my team. And, and I really think that people should be able to choose. His team or my team or your team, and it doesn't, he may, he may like freaking out, outwork and outsmart and outperform my team. I don't know. But that's why there's 32 teams in the NFL. There's Belichick, there's Garrett, right? There's the Eagles, there's the Cowboys, there's the Patriots. And the Chiefs won, and then the Patriots won, and the Eagles won. Like, everybody has a shot, right? So, so, Take that away, like, well, what is that perfect team? Let me look at, like, how, do Be how does Bethel do team? I, I just really think it's different for everybody. And I think the more authentic you are to yourself as a leader, the, the more fruit you'll see. Because also the Lord blesses individual. Like, the Lord will bless it. Like, how has the Lord made you? I don't know. But however he's made you, I bet those are really great characteristics that you can develop into your team. And they'll look different than his. And then different than his. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, what were you going to say? Okay. Does that make sense? So, will you guys then, to, not together, but get with a friend and then just share, hey, here are my core values. Or here's some, you don't have to use the word core values. That may sound too business and corporate-y. You can just say like, hey, here are the things that I really, really stand for. Or I really, really care about. And there are 10 things. And then, if you do have a team, last part, I'll super end super fast. If you do have a team, and I hope this is valuable to you, if you do have a team, and you have those core values or the things that you're standing for, please put them on the wall. Put them somewhere. Send them through text. Communicate them. Consistency, repetition. Those things really, really matter.